0: This is New Hampshire's home for sports. On ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. Well, Those early finishes, third and three. Simeon is intercepted, and lookout. It's a race. Simeon has an angle on Ryan. Yeah, he's brought down eventually, though, by Demarius oh, Thomas. Better. That's blunt. And he's got his 15th rushing touchdown
1: of the season. Murray. In this
2: score, um, okay, without looking at the signs, tell me where you are. In this score, Thomas out. Not even And welcome back to The Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. Justin Sullivan working the boards. And when you hear that song, you know who's joining us, and that is Chris Price of WEI.com. Mr. Price, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas to you too, buddy. How you been? Uh, better than Michael Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Wow. You know, Chris, uh, we'll we'll take care of this right off the top here, and then we'll get into Patriots talk and stuff on the field and look ahead to the Jets game. But I said in the beginning of the show, when I woke up and I saw that video this morning, you know, well, well, he's going to get ripped, and there's going to be so much of that around right now, and people are going to talk about that the Patriots make the right move and all this, and it's going to be criticized and critiqued in so many different ways. The one thing that kept going through my head was sadness for him, and, and really realizing watching that, and then now finding out what his alcohol level was in his last DUI, is that he has a serious issue right now. And to me, right now, I, I'm more worried about the human being there than I am about the football player. How about you? Yeah,
3: I think that's a good point. I think that the video brings it, it, it home. It, you know, you you could hear about the incident. And you could read the arrest report and say, well, you know, he probably had a few drinks. Hey, who among us hasn't been there, right? Right. But at the same time, when you see the video and you see the images, it it kind of adds another layer to it. It it really does. And I'm not trying to compare the the two situations for for what they are in terms of being a criminal act, but it's a little bit like the Ray Rice thing. You know, Mm -hmm. when you see that video, you understand the gravity of the situation a little bit better than if you had just heard about it or read an arrest report or whatever the case may be. And so, I, you know, you're looking at a guy who who does need some help right now. At least, look, and this is my opinion from the outside, I don't know the man. Um, you, you know, we do know that the Patriots have done their due diligence. You know, Bill apparently talked to Larry Fitzgerald, who's very close with Michael Floyd. Apparently, you know, he may or may not have spoken with mm-hmm. Charlie Weiss about it, too so you know that kind of adds a whole different dimension to the thing but uh, you, you you're you're looking at a guy who who like you said I, I think you 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 know you you hit it on the head there I think he needs some help
2: he does and you know maybe it's because I I I've dealt with a family member and, and some friends who uh, have battled demons like that whether it be drug addiction or alcohol and, and seen what they've gone through unfortunately one of them what what it did to his life and it's just you look at that right now and you just want maybe his agent or someone close to him, maybe Larry Fitzgerald, you know, just somebody pull him aside and be like, listen, buddy, who cares about football right now, man? You got you got to get it right. You got to, you got to just go away and, and take care of this and come back. The talent's always going to be there. You're always going to have that God-given talent that got you where you are in the NFL, played at Notre Dame. You're going to have that. But you you're young enough right now where you can still do something. You can still save yourself. And, and now's the time because... Next, you know, three strikes, you're out. This is strike two.
3: Yeah, the, the, I agree with everything you said, Murph. And at the same time, when you consider where he is at this point in his life, the fact that he is in, and look from a practical perspective, it has to be brought up. The last year of his rookie contract, yeah. and he is going into a very uncertain off season. And if the New England Patriots give you a call, yep. you you know, it's, it's probably in your best professional interest to strike while the iron is hot. Right. Now that doesn't mean that the Patriots have to put him on the field. You know, it doesn't mean they have to you know put him through his paces. Whatever the case may be, uh, we do know this: that there are, and Bill touched on it a little bit today, there are, uh, there's an infrastructure in place to help out a guy like this. Of course, and if they deem him unfit to see the football field, he won't see the football field. He'll sit for the rest of the year, and then he'll go into the offseason with a, a giant question mark over his head. But at the same time, he has every reason to. Try and turn his life around. He has every yep. incentive right now to try and turn his life around because he's heading into a very uncertain period. So because his contract is up, if he stays clean, if he stays healthy, if he is able to get on the field and perform at the level that we all think he is capable of, he goes into the off season with the potential to become a very rich man. Because if he's part of a New England Patriots team that makes a deep playoff run or gets to the Super Bowl, and he you know comes to, comes away with a few catches and you know maybe maybe wins a ring, the public perception of him is one of redemption. It, will, it is one of a guy who is able to kind of turn his life around. But you're talking about a guy, it's very clear right now, you are talking about a guy who only a handful of teams in the NFL could take a chance on. I, I really mm-hmm. believe that. You need a solid locker room infrastructure. You need to be able to create a system for him where it is optimal for his health, both mental, physical, all of that going forward he can not only thrive as a football player, but thrive as a human being.
2: Well, I hope he does. And it's interesting, you you bring up the fact that he is heading into that free agency period. And, you know, we hear, I don't know if it was today or when it was recorded, but I'm sure you've heard the clips of the Cardinals president uh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Do we have that, Justin, by the way? The Cardinals president, Bidwell, absolutely blasting Michael Floyd and how— They felt he failed in handling the situation, so we're gonna play that quickly here, and then I want to get your response to that because I I have a feeling we're gonna have similar feelings on it.
1: Well, I think they need to know that um, you know a lot went into that. We we got the news from uh, you know sources early, uh, and then and then the media, you know, an hour and a half before Michael even called and told us about it, and then you know I I was disappointed with how he handled it. I thought uh, you know in the two days it took before we made the final decision that we're just going to release him. Uh, you know, the, the story changed, there was no remorse. We, we asked him to be uh, proactive in terms of his approach to this, uh, unapologetic. I mean, there were just a number of things that I, I, I was just not satisfied with how he handled it. And uh, we just determined, you know what? He's not gonna play for us again. We're gonna release him and we're better to move on. And I hope he gets help. I like him personally, he is a great kid. I was really disappointed with how he handled this and how, you know, he was handling, you know, his his uh, his his, you know, approach to the game and his approach to conditioning and approach to, things and I think it was uh, affecting him. Some of his issues were affecting him on the field, and so you know we asked him to proactively uh, address this. We had multiple conversations with him with his agent, and they just didn't want to do that. And so we decided, you know what, we're moving on.
2: All right, Chris. First of all. Let's just get this question right out there. Do you think that if Michael Floyd had over a thousand yards receiving this season and was leading his league and leading his team in receiving touchdowns and among elite receivers in the NFL, he would be saying the same things right now? That's a great question,
3: and I, I you know, I don't know. i i I would like to I, I would like to think that he would be consistent. And it, the, the problem is with the Cardinals. I don't think we have a comparable situation where they had a guy who was. A, a relatively, you know, talented ball player mm-hmm. who got in some trouble because we, you know, we just don't, we just don't know how the Cardinals handle right. their business. Hey, you know, I would like to think that the Bidwells, who you know, been in the game for a long, long time, are consistent in their approach in, in their style. That's uh, two. One of two things pops up here. Two different things pop up when I hear that. First of all, um, my thought is that look, he's a kid who messed up, and he knows he messed up, and it's you know, we've we've been in that sort of situation before where you screw up. And you don't want to tell someone that you screw up and you're afraid. And, you, and I'm not making excuses for it, but it's, it's one of those natural human reactions. Yep. I think that's the Been reason. Near done that. Yeah, it's why he did what he did. And then the other thing is, though, you hear Bidwell, and it sounds like a guy who has gone down this road before with him, mm. where it's it sounds like a, a yeah, a, kind of a last straw sort of a thing. It's like, look, Michael, we've told you not to do this. We've had problems with you in the past, so there may be something else there. There may be something yeah. else that we have not heard about or read about or seen you know an, an incident behind the scenes involving Floyd that caused the Cardinals ownership to say look all right we're we're just done here you know, we we're, we're not going to go through this again so i think what they do in new england though and i think this is really important and like i said before i only i think there's only a couple of teams that could take on a guy like floyd at mm-hmm. this point who is a bit of a third rail frankly um but what they do is, that you know, they hit the reset button. They, they say, look, you, you can come in, and you know this. I mean, they, they, you have one chance. You have one opportunity right. to turn things around. And if you mess up, you're going to be gone. So it is in your best interest, it's in our best interest for you to stay on the straight and narrow for the remainder of the 2016 season. If you could do that, then we could talk about 2017 and beyond. So... I, you know, I think it's questionable. There, there are certain elements of this that are questionable in terms of how they handled it, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out going forward.
2: It will for sure. It's, uh, like I said, just a sad topic, but we will see how it ends up. Hopefully, uh, he gets straightened out and he finds his career and his life back on track again. Let's uh, move to a story you did today for, uh, I think it was today, for, Yeah. Uh, no, excuse me. It was yesterday for WEI.com, and uh, it was called Big Three, Why Patriots Success at Quarterback This Year it Goes Beyond Tom Brady. I love this, uh, Chris, and good on you for bringing it up because I think it's it's all of a sudden become a forgotten part of this season where they were without Tom Brady for the first four games, and there are a couple other quarterbacks who really helped him out. And, you know, I, I I think if the Patriots go on to win the Super Bowl or they make the Super Bowl this season— you hope that that chapter of the season is recognized, and good on you to recognize it.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. I was struck by the Facebook post from Brady and the Instagram post from Garoppolo, which is fundamentally the same picture, but it was the three quarterbacks standing there celebrating the fact that they'd won the division. And I started to think a little bit more about the role that Garoppolo and Brissett played, and we kind of forgot. You know, It's it kind of you know, in, in this easy memory here when we look back at it, but look, The bottom line is they're not where they are right now. They don't have the number one seed if it wasn't for Garoppolo and Brissett, The way things are kind of playing out this year in the AFC, the razor-thin margin that they're enjoying over the Raiders at this point, look, if Garoppolo poops all over himself in the opener on the big stage against the Cardinals, they lose that game, they're looking up at the Raiders. If Jacoby Brissett doesn't play like he did in that Thursday night game against the Texans, they're a game and back as opposed to a game ahead. And so, you know, you kind of have to figure all this into the equation, but it, the, the, the really intriguing number for me, and I wrote about, it this, I wrote about this in the story, um, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, they're the first Super Bowl winner since the 1987 Redskins to have three different quarterbacks in the same season and won the title, three different quarterbacks throw from 400 yards four. And so I think that speaks to the fact that this year, more than any other year, of the Belichick Brady era, the quarterbacking play was not kind of a solo act. You know, it was it was a collective. And you know, I, again, really, they don't get to where they are right now if it wasn't for Brissett and Garoppolo. I'm not saying that they're the only reasons, because you know, in you know, what is in Brissett's case, he had Gronkowski and the Garrett Blunt was running well and Julian Edelman and all that. But I, I think that we kind of tend to overlook that. Just because Tom Brady is playing as well as he's playing right now,
2: yeah, and it's unreal. I mean, like, and I'll, I'll tell you, at times I've forgotten about it. You know, you just get so lost in a season. But if you look back on it, I don't. They might be battling. They might be in the Broncos situation right now. You know, it could yeah. be that bad. And it's
3: yeah. I mean, if they come out of the gate one and three, and, and and they just you know they, they they stumble against let's say the Cardinals and the Bills, and you know the you know they they have the issues in the, the Texans, and they have the issues that they have. You know, it's something else. Yep. And So the fact that they were able to, to, to play as well as they did, and again, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but the fact they were able to play as well as they did, the fact they were able to get really good complementary football through those four games, I think speaks to the overall team-building approach. And this is I don't want to go too far afield here, but this is something else to think about. The Patriots over the last 15 years have drafted and developed more quarterbacks than just about anyone else in the NFL. It's I'm crazy. not saying that they've all worked out, but they've been very, very aggressive when it comes to going after those yeah. guys. And it, it, they do it for a few reasons, um, not the least of which you never know what you're going to find. I mean, yep. you know, in, in you look at other teams and they have a franchise quarterback in place already, and they say, well, you know, we can take a bet But the Patriots, every single year, seemingly every single year, even if it's an undrafted free agent, even if it's a late round pick, they'll go after a quarterback. They'll keep feeding the system, um, and you know, and you know, good for them. They were able to find a couple of guys who were able to hit when they needed them the most
2: yeah yeah absolutely right. and I think one of the other things tying it into the quarterback there uh I heard you you I heard Pete Shepard do it, and maybe one other local football pundit uh mention it when it came to stories of redemption out of the Broncos win last week or the win in Denver over the Broncos was marcus cannon and yeah. the fact that Vaughn Miller had no quarterback touches, really, you know or sacks it's insane after what happened last year. And the way, you know, Cannon could be listed as a as a turnstile after last year's game. And it was a complete 180 in this game. And I just think he deserves so much credit for the way he's focused in on his game. And he's really helped out this year.
3: You know how, you know how far we've come in the last 12 months? I'll tell you this. Last 11 months even. Uh, I was tweeting out the Pro Bowl honorees last night. And it was, you know, McCourty and Brady and Slater. And it it it's it, it kind of putting the names out there and saying, well, you know, you can make a case probably for the like Garrett Blount and Julian Edelman, and, you know, Malcolm Butler and some of these other guys. I got a bunch of tweets back from people saying, what about Marcus Cannon? You know, Marcus Cannon should be there. Marcus Cannon should be a Pro Bowl. And you consider where we were 11 months ago in the wake of the AFC Championship game, you know, to to a point now where people are seriously really smart people. You know, people are tweeting back saying, well, Marcus Cannon should be in the Pro Bowl. So... I think it's a tribute to him. I think it's a tribute to the fact that he lost some weight, the fact that he's back with Dante Scarnecki, the fact that he's using, by his own admission, a better form, better footwork, better technique. He's using his length better. I also think too we can't look back, we can't look past the fact that he is a, at a more natural position for him right now because of the weight loss at right tackle. He's using his body a little bit better again by his own admission. So it all kind of feeds into the conversation. But yeah, he's a guy who. If you're handing out awards for most improved Patriots in 2016, he's probably at the front of the list.
2: You know, being an offensive lineman, we'll make a hockey reference as we close this out. Being an offensive lineman is like being a defenseman in the NHL. They only notice you when, you do, when you're do when due poor. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's,
3: it's like an umpire, too, in baseball. You know, as long as they're not saying your name, you know you're doing a good
2: job. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, my friend, you gave me a request for a Christmas song, and here it is "Darling, Love, White Christmas. We hope you enjoy, and uh, we hope you and yours have a wonderful Christmas, all right?
3: You too, bud. We'll talk soon.
2: All right, that is Chris Price of WEI.com joining us here. Some great points by him, as always. Next segment, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk some Boston Celtics. A huge win for them on the road in Memphis last night. And on to talk about that in the next segment will be Peter Yiannopoulos of TSN and RDS here on The Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back. Yeah
4: be wise. the sun is shining the grass is green the orange and palm trees sway there's never been such a day in old LA but it's December
0: The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com.
5: This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special
4: game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game, and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it
5: without my
6: teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coach's support. What's
5: your favorite thing about playing
6: lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my
5: team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here, I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in, like, within my school and, like, sports in my community.
6: Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Titan Connections. I'm a
5: leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary of the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my
0: heart. Push to be
4: the athlete the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That
5: was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month.
0: Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com.
7: map out an
0: adventure your whole family will always remember Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon and Pumbaa fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder and Sebastian and trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa and Olaf from Disney's Frozen the journey begins in your hometown playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester tickets are on sale now visit DisneyOnIce.com today Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns. He's given up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio.
5: Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace.
1: I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with
4: exactly what you need. Starting with
0: help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. QL1, this is Control. Checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over. Well, actually Control, I'm kind of bored. I I think you cut out, QL1. It sounded like you said you were bored. That's affirmative, Control. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Alright, you cut out for sure this time. Did you say I can get a mortgage approval in minutes? That's right, Control. Minutes. Whether you're purchasing a new house or refinancing your existing home, Rocket Mortgage securely pulls your pay stubs and bank statements to build you a custom mortgage solution so you get exactly what you want. Wow, that is exciting. Yep, definitely better than months of dehydrated ice cream and powdered orange drink. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at quickenloans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket
7: Visit for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.
2: Imagine your 13-year-old son hanging out with his buddies in a friend's basement. They're maybe playing video games, telling jokes, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the
4: nation in alcohol use among 12- to 20-year-olds. You can learn how to protect your kids. Visit CheckTheStatsNH.org and help the partnership for a drug-free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today.
0: You're listening to the number one sports station in New Hampshire, ESPN New Hampshire.
7: This shit. Well, <laughs> Isaiah buries another three. He's got 26 now in the game. Oh, Man's hot. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Isaiah. Got it. Oh. Melnick. Isaiah.
4: Got it. Oh.
0: Another big time shot. slow to get up with the other end.
4: Isaiah, pull up. Got it. <laughs> Ah,
2: so our next guest, Peter Yiannopoulos asked me, uh, well I asked him what his favorite Christmas song was and he replied with Last Christmas in an honor of his Greek heritage. I give you this, Mr. Yiannopoulos. I hope you enjoyed it.
6: <laughs> What's up, Merv? That's awesome. Uh, that is awesome.
2: Don't ask me who that was singing. I just uh, I, I, I typed in Greek Christmas tunes, and ironically, that was the first one that came up. So there you go, my friend. Uh, may you and yours have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, my friend. <laughs> Same
6: to you. Kala Merry Christmas in Greek to everybody in a
2: loyal list of New Hampshire. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let, let's get it again here. How, how I say again? Kala. Kala. Merry Christmas in Greek. There you go. There Merry we go. Christmas. Hey, not, first try. First try, my man. There we go. Very
6: impressive.
2: We did not practice that at all. I want it to be known. I want it to be known. A so
6: minor in linguistics at UMass, or
2: what's the story? No, no. <laughs> I just knew some. Uh, it actually, it's probably from my 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 Greek friends in Montreal that I hung out with. That's probably it. I had there quite a go. few of them. I They there's a a lot of Greeks hang out at McLean's Pub in Montreal. I, I I don't know what it is. It's an Irish pub, but there are a lot of Greeks there. It was fun. <laughs> we're we're everywhere. Yeah, and you know where they bring me uh, DDO. You know what it is. Yeah. 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 Right. And then the D T what the hell is a place? I forget the name of it, but there was this awesome place uh up near Pi Pi what's that place in Montreal called Pi X? There's
6: P PNF. Yeah. Right next to the Olympic Stadium.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a, there was a restaurant there, I forget the name of it. Uh one of my friends brought me there. And then there's another Greek restaurant. I f it's uh in one of the like the boroughs. It's not like right downtown, it's a little on the outskirts, it's called DTL. Uh, and it's it's awesome. Google it, and you'll find it. It's 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 so I'm good. I'm going to bring now.
6: you somewhere else as well. My uncle's restaurant,
2: Focus. I'm going to bring you their best oh. black you ever had in your life. I can't wait. I can't wait, okay. my friend. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, the Celtics. I mean, Isaiah, speaking of best in life, Isaiah Thomas with the best uh, performance of his career, and it just put the team on his back like he has done all season. But, I mean, he had some help, too. Al Horford had a great game, and that, with a type of game I think that Celtics fans have been waiting for all season, finally they they applied their skill, they added some grit in, and they didn't give up and they come away with a huge one twelve one oh nine overtime victory over a, a tough defensive team in the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, just your take on that game
6: well i'll tell you one thing is when you look back and a lot of team when they go through a grueling regular season and they get into the playoffs and they start having success, a lot of teams first look back to one instance or one game where it changed the dynamics of their season. And I think the Celtics right now, you fast forward a few months down the road, they're going to look back to this game as one of the games where they said, hey, they looked themselves in the mirror, it was at halftime, down by 17, nothing was going their way, but they stayed the course and obviously Isaiah Thomas had one of the great games in Celtics history. Only eight points at halftime, Phoenix with 44. It was just unbelievable, a performance like that. I was watching the initial part of the game, and I was like, man, they're going to get blown out. Yeah. This is just on cruise control. Conley, Gasol, Randolph, they're all playing at a high level. You know, second game, in a long road trip. Uh, didn't think it was going to work out well. Then you look in the second half, and I think everybody sort of looked, looked at Isaiah and said, hey, Isaiah, we need you to get 40. And the little guy with the heart of a lion just took over the game. And as you mentioned, Murph, Memphis is one of the elite defensive teams in the NBA. And for Isaiah Thomas to really carve them up for 44 points off the pick-and-roll, getting shot after shot, 7 out of 10 from the three-point line, I mean, he just willed his team to a victory. It was a collective of cohesive performance, as you mentioned. Warford, 17 and 14. Bradley was 16. Crowder did his job defensively. I mean, this was Isaiah, but this is a, a win that this team will look back on and say, hey, this brought us to a new level.
2: And ironically, Danny Ainge, the, the GM of the Celtics, is the only other Celtics guard to score more points than Thomas did last night. Uh, and of course, Danny Ainge was a man who traded for Thomas nearly two years ago. Uh, so he must have been happy watching that. And. You know, I wonder now, we've heard so many trade rumors around the Celtics and, and you know, will this happen? They need to get this guy, they need to get that guy. And obviously Ainge is going to, if he has a chance, he's going to make his team better. But does that, in terms of uh, showing will and desire and determination, which we really hadn't seen from this team this season, does that sort of ease the pressure off Ainge right now uh, to go into the holiday and say, you know what? This team can turn it around here in the second half.
6: Yeah, I think it, it does. And when you look at the body of work and you see that the core, that the assets that they have, there's a lot of versatility within this lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Thomas is playing at this level and Horford is becoming that go-to second score, I think the key now is who's going to step up and be that third guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they want it to be Jay Crowder. Um, can he be that on a consistent basis? Is it Avery Bradley as well? I think both of those guys complement each other. I always say if they can get a little bit more production from their front court, guys like Amir Johnson, Durepko, uh, you know, Gerald Green starting to get some minutes here. What does Jalen Brown give you? as he uh, feeling a lot more comfortable as a NBA rookie? But you look at Danny Ainge, he'll always try and improve his team. But I think when you look at the Eats, and I've said this, it's Cleveland's conference. There's no question. I think Toronto has solidified themselves as that two seed. And then Boston right now is at that third seed. I think Boston, if they'll play Toronto in a seven-game series, I think everybody, every player in Boston and every member of that organization believes that they can beat Toronto and then get to a conference final. Yeah, They have Brooklyn Six, right? And Brooklyn Six, it's a heavy point guard draft. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable to get balls from UCLA, The kid split from NC State, Mm -hmm. Fox from Kentucky. Thomas is going to be your point guard for the future. What does Danny Ainge, Danny, leverage that third pick or that first-round pick, whatever it ends up being, coming from Brooklyn, to get that third or that second dominant score? Danny Ainge is going to be working those songs, there's no question. But I feel comfortable with this lineup and the way the coaching staff is cultivating and developing these guys. And you could see after the game, Murph, they were saying the right thing. They were so excited. They were so pumped. They were so amped mm. because they know when they play for 48 minutes, they didn't do it last night. They only played for a half and some overtime. If they play 48 minutes consistently, this team could do some damage.
2: You know, one of the things that's been said around here, I mean, obviously Thomas is their star there, and he's he's their point guard of Future, like you said. But... The the feeling here, and, and, and I'm guessing too around the league, is that they're one or two more stars short, and that sometimes they over they overvalue their role players like a Crowder. You see a performance like last night, though, where you, like you pointed out, everyone came together and everyone was on the same page, and and the chemistry is finally going there. Is it? Can you still say that? Can you still be like they should still trade a, a Crowder or someone like him uh, in a package with maybe the pick to get that other star? Or do you maybe now say mm, I don't want to? I don't want to screw up that chemistry that all of a sudden has formed here.
6: It's a tough. It's a tough predicament right now. And after a game like last night, you feel good about yourself, right? I and mean, the players and, and the coaches do as well. But the general manager is at a different vantage point. He, he's on the upper level uh, and analyzing this and saying after 82 games and if we get to the playoffs, do we have enough to get through Toronto? Do we have enough to get through Cleveland? Do we have enough if we can beat the Golden States, the Spurs and the Clippers? I think that's the real question that Danny Ainge has to decide and say, hey if I get that move and I get that right player, is it potentially a Blake Griffin? Right? If I can get a Blake Griffin from the Clippers and I can bangle that first round selection then you could have a Thomas, Griffin, and Al Horford, right? Right, and that puts you at a level where you could really compete against LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. Because let's not let's not, let's let's not kid ourselves here, Murph. When you're looking at the NBA right now, it's top heavy. And you yeah. look at Golden State, Curry, Clay, Durant, Green. You look at the Spurs; they got Kawhi, they got Aldridge, they still got Tony Parker. You look at Toronto; they got Kyle Lowry, they got DeRozan. Valanciunas is that third guy, is not really at that same level. So do they want to get to an Eastern Conference Final, or do they want to win a championship? I think if they want to win an NBA championship to beat for one, there's still that one player away to complement with Corford and with Isaiah Thompson.
2: I hear you, my friend. It's going to be interesting to see how Ainge handles it. But for right now, enjoy the fact this team is finally coming together and they're competing the way everyone expected they will. Great stuff there. Listen, you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
6: All the best, guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy I look guys. forward Good
2: to time. that uh, restaurant visit as well, all right?
6: Oh, absolutely,
2: my friend. Mer. All right, sure. that is Pete of TSN and RDS. Join us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. And uh, I just saw one heck of a quote from uh, not the Black Unicorn, but his brother, Michael Bennett, on the fine he received. I don't know if you've seen it, Sully. No, I haven't, but well, I'm,
7: we, I'm ready for it. We Never will decided. discuss
2: it in the next segment here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Stay with us we
0: You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy right here on ESPN New Hampshire.
5: The Patriots play the Jets in New York in a special Saturday Christmas Eve day game. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, wishing everyone a happy holiday and inviting you to join me for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football with Coors Light at the Wild Rover Pub in downtown Manchester. The Rover is a Manchester institution, and it's a great place to watch the Pats. You can order something delicious to eat and wash it down with an ice-cold Coors Light. Cheer on the Pats at the Wild Rover Pub, 21 Osco Street, downtown Manchester. Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child
7: support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bartis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bartis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bartis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bartislaw.com
0: the year-end holiday event going on now at North and Mazda in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on all 2016 Mazda vehicles in stock. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Like the new 2016 Mazda 3i, the new 2016 Mazda 6i, or the new 2016 Mazda CX-5. Over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndMazda.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthEndMazda.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire.
4: Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? (laughs) It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. Greenergadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go.
0: Mike and Mike, Dan Patrick. Christian and King, and a stretch run with Jimmy Murphy, all week long, all right here on ESPN New Hampshire.
2: And welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. A little punk rock Christmas for you there. there's a Vandals. Oi to the world. (laughs) No bottles being smashed. Nobody nobody getting hurt in that mosh pit, right? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all there. But uh, we've got all sorts of Christmas fun music for you here in the Stretch Run. And of course, tomorrow being our last show before the Christmas holiday, uh, we will have plenty of Christmas tunes as well. I have uh, asked Justin... Here to give me two of his favorites, as oh, yeah. well as Bob Bardis, who will be joining me in person at Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow. Back on the road again. We will be at the Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester tomorrow. Come on by. Great beer specials: three forty nine Bud and Bud Light Talls, four ninety nine Goose Island IPAs, and of course, it is Boneless Thursday uh, with sixty five cent boneless wings. Happy hours. Two to six, and then again from nine to close. That is at Buffalo Wild Wings in Manchester, in the Mall of New Hampshire. We will be broadcasting live from there, three to six p.m. So come on by, Justin. You Were, saying, were You say anything there? No. Oh, I thought I cut you off.
7: No. Hey, Paul. no, you're good. Okay. I was I was just saying how awesome it is to have two happy hours. Like when, Yeah. Like it, like it, it doesn't get any better it, than that. It's pretty cool. It's a blessing in disguise. There, and two happy place, hours.
2: That place is awesome. And of course, I get mean, get your Christmas
7: shopping done too.
2: Let's look. I think we're going to, I know they've got the Poncietta Bowl tonight, and that's BYU and Wyoming are doing Battle at Qualcomm in San Diego. Mm, good one. It's a good one. Uh, I actually think that's going to be, that might be all right. It's Wyoming, okay. is Gabe told us one, I think it was maybe last week or two weeks ago. Sneaky good. They're yeah, they're an underrated team. Yeah. They're actually a pretty good team to watch. So uh, at least it'll be interesting. BYU eight and four, and Wyoming eight and Anything's five. Anything's better than
7: the Miami Beach Bowl.
2: Um, let's see though what we got in terms of games coming up. Uh there's only one tomorrow. He's hoping to start to ramp it up tomorrow. But tomorrow yeah. seven p.m. is Idaho, Idaho, no Utah, <laughs> and Colorado State. Uh, (laughs) doing battle. Good one, yes. You like that? That was very good. (laughs) In the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Somehow, Colorado State is the home team, (laughs) despite (laughs) the game being in Boise.
7: Does Idaho always get in the Idaho Potato Bowl? Like, is that a thing? Well, usually it was Boise State for a while, right? For Boise yeah. State. As long, as long as you get to six wins, Idaho is guaranteed I'm to be I'm thinking the French Fries
2: rock at this place. <laughs> of course, yeah. They have you, to rock. You would think they do. they got to be great. Albertson Stadium uh, in Idaho, in Boise, Idaho, uh, where the Idaho Jackals will take on. Uh, Jackals. That's the Colorado one. State Rams uh, in that game. But, of course, there is Thursday night football tomorrow, and there's also a Bruins game as well. Um and the Bruins,
7: yeah. <laughs> we didn't call that one, did we? Nailed it. <laughs> I, I'm in the gym. I'm I'm in the gym. And I get your tweet. And I immediately, and I knew it was going to happen. Like, I knew it was going to happen. But in the back of my heart, I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong this time. Maybe they'll come out and, you know, show some stones and show some heart and, and, and follow up a really good win against the LA King, Kings team. The game that you maybe thought, eh, they probably shouldn't have been in that game. And they won that game. Yeah, You think, you know. I'm thinking, oh, maybe they'll, maybe they'll get in one of these games. And you tweet me, and immediately, I forget exactly what you said, but you know we called it on the Bruins, and I immediately looked at my phone and said, you got to be kidding me. Three, oh, yeah. I looked, and it was 3 nothing was Already, ugly. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You gotta be the kidding New
2: York me. Islanders, Ugh. who had lost five straight. It horrible.
7: This <laughs> is horrible.
2: Cannot find the
7: puck. It, it, I mean,
2: cannot find the net if it was an ocean. Yeah. Okay? I cannot get the puck in the net if it was an ocean. And we're like, it's okay. We'll do it for you. <laughs>
7: Yeah. No, no, it's no
2: problem. The Bruins gifted it to him. That's the worst yeah. part. It's not even it's not that they they gave up. Seriously, goals. no, no, no. They, they let them have It's okay. We Merry Christmas. Okay. <laughs> ho
7: ho ho. You know, here's and I am thinking,
2: you know, I mean, they got two former teammates that spent quite yeah. a bit of time uh in Boston and Johnny Boychuk and Dennis Sid. Johnny you know, Boychuk. Johnny, went out. It was a little controversial. Johnny, Johnny Sides, here you go. Yeah. Here's one. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> speaking of speaking of, uh they did a nice tribute at the beginning of the game uh for Dennis Seidenberg got a standing ovation. They put a big tribute on the jumbo screen. He stood up and tipped his stick to the uh to the crowd and as he should. Absolutely. You know, I actually Sides was uh, always great and uh, a class act to deal with. I became good friends with him over the years and I you know I was bummed out I couldn't make it to the game or I couldn't see him while he was in town. But I text him uh let me grab it right here. Yeah. I text him and I said, hey um you know, sorry I couldn't make it, buddy, but I saw the uh, I saw what they did for you. It seemed pretty cool. And he said, "Yeah." He, he's like, "I was holding back tears. It was really emotional. I really appreciate that." And uh, obviously, never forget my time here in Boston. Of course, that was a text I got from Dennis Seidenberg this morning.
7: So. Class act, really, like the definition of class act. Great guy.
2: Yeah, awesome. He was awesome, man, and he was great. And uh, the Bruins, as we said, they are playing tomorrow night, and they are in Sunrise, Florida. To take on the Florida Panthers, and they may become part of history tomorrow. They because <laughs> Yarmer Jagr is going for his 1,888th point tomorrow, which would surpass Marc Messier for second place on all time and only leave him behind the great one, Wayne Gretzky.
7: Pretty good. And
2: here's what it sounded like last night when he tied Mess.
6: Here's Jager. Udstad on the line with Barkov. Udstad
4: scores! His first of the year! Barkov set him up! Jaromir Jager, the second assist on the goal. He is now tied for second
6: all-time with Mark Messier.
0: And look at everybody is congratulating Jager.
6: 1,887 points, three tonight as Jager... Gets the slaps from everybody, teammates, and coaches. A three-point night for Yager, and that tying assist couldn't be any bigger. It evens the game late.
2: Now, considering that the Bruins are in a giving mood yeah. this week <laughs> for the holiday, gift giving, Yager's a former teammate, so just give him a path to the net. Th-
7: there's no question.
2: Just get that it, that it out of the way, first minute of the game. <laughs> Let it happen. Get it all way. Here you go, Yags. It's all you, and by the way, he is forty-four years old. Okay? It's ridiculous. Three point nine. Ridiculous. Forty-four years old. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, it's unreal that he's still doing this. And okay. he and he's he's arguably right now
7: the best player on the Panthers. He's still I, I still don't understand how he's able to body out these young guns that that he's going up against. That goal that assist last night. He basically took someone, bodied him out, and made one of the most beautiful passes I've ever seen. Threw the legs back and whatever. Unreal He's like Al Horford on on skates. He just bodied the guy out. He just absolutely boxed the guy out, stole the puck, and made an amazing pass. In 33 games
2: this season, he's got 6 goals and 13 assists for 19 points. Good enough for 3rd in points on the team, 2nd in assists. Okay? He is 44 years old. And now I know he didn't come through... He didn't do as well as many would like when the Bruins got him at the 2013 trade deadline for their cup run uh, when they lost to the Blackhawks in the finals. But I will never forget, and this is a story, I'll tell you this before we cut to break here, and we'll welcome on Ty Anderson in the next segment of WEEI.com. He covers the Bruins for them. We'll talk about this and the Bruins uh, as they go on a four-game roadie. Uh, But So after Game 5, I think it was Game 4 or Game 5, Against the New York Rangers in the division final. Yeah. Or the, you know, the second round, whatever they call it now in the playoffs. So I have to go out with Joe McDonald from ESPN Boston. We were both with ESPN Boston there. We, we have to go out and do a stand up, they call it. You know, yeah, you, you so sit I, there yeah, and mic, you, you, yeah. you take a Absolutely. video shot. We have to do a stand up for yeah. ESPN.com. Absolutely. So we go, let's go over to the rink. You know, nobody will be in there now. You know, the lights are dimmed. It's a little, little light on the rink. That's about it. It'll be a cool setting. And we'll go over there. And uh, and we'll do our stand up where we'll we analyze the game, blah blah blah. We Get over there. We're walking down the hallway to the rink, the hallway that the Bruins walk down. Yeah. And we hear skates. We hear like skates on ice. We hear somebody skating. We're like, what the? Get out there. Yager is going end to end sprints. So he's what? He's forty one then. <laughs> forty one. He's going end to end sprints with weights on his thighs and his calf and his shoulders. And he skates up, and he goes. You didn't see this. <laughs> this never happened. Okay, it was like a surreal moment. Yeah. We're just like, this is a dream. Like, <laughs> dude, no wonder this guy is still killing it yeah. at this um, age. And that is, he is, from all accounts, from everybody you talk to, all his teammates, everywhere he goes, he's the hardest worker
7: on the team. It's, uh, it's unreal. It's unreal that the shape that he's in at forty-four. We everyone around here obviously talks about Tom Brady, it's the mullet dude, and <laughs> the great shape that Tom Brady's in, and how he's you know he's carrying himself. Tom Brady's quarterback, and if he's protected right, he doesn't take hits. Yeah. Yager bo- when I say bodied. Yager bodied somebody last night to get that puck to make that yeah. play. He absolutely boxed the guy out, shoved him out of the way, and took a hit and made a play. It's on. It's ridiculous. That I is just, ridiculous. I can't. I can't. I can't believe that. So that At 44, that he's still able to do that. You know? If
2: for any reason, you may be disappointed with the Bruins right now, but don't miss a game tomorrow night because if yes, for sir. any reason, you can turn it on and watch history as Yarma Yaga goes for second all-time in points to surpass Mark Messier, who he was teammates with, the New York Rangers, uh, against the Boston Bruins tomorrow in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, this is another little Christmas ditty I found. Uh, on the YouTube universe. It's called On the Throne Again. And this is uh, it's about Santa having bathroom problems. We'll let you uh, listen as we go out here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back. On the throne
4: again. those chocolate chips would go right through me. It's-